Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part, intimate true stories about the end of life, afterlife, and more. Call in to share your own story on the air. The number is 516-666-9881. I'm Dave Maroff, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Here are your co-hosts, Summer Bacon and Liz Johnson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. From wherever you are listening in the world, welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Live from Sedona, Arizona, I'm Summer Bacon. And I'm Liz Johnson. We are the proud sponsors of Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary in Picture Rocks, Arizona. If you want to find out more about the good work that they're doing there, please log on to their website at www.hoofsandhornsfarm.org. And uh, welcome to our show. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the miracle of love. Yes. And the healing powers of love and the mystical relationships with the other side and all sorts of things that are about love. All the ways that love shows up in our life. Mm-hmm. If you would like to uh, ask a question or share a story about how love shows up in your life, how it's touched you, how it's changed you, please call us at 516-666-9881. Please know that your calls are answered in the order that they are received, and we thank you so much for your patience while you are waiting to be heard. Um, When you call in, please turn down the volume on your computer. We're finding that we're getting some feedback from that, so we would appreciate if you would do that for us. We're going to uh, take a short commercial break, and we will be right back. Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary is deeply committed to the animals who come here in need. They're either abused, abandoned, orphans, and sometimes just old and worn out, those who have no other options. But we see value in each of God's creatures. We give them a safe, happy life with friends, family, vet care, and great food. One thing they all have in common is everybody else gave up. But we need your help. We're a 501c3 nonprofit charity, and we need your donations to continue helping the animals who need us. Please visit Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary on Facebook or hoofsandhornsfarm.org. Thanks so much. Are your windows dirty again? At Ontiveros Window Cleaning, we offer cleaning services to residential and business properties while specializing in new construction. You are serviced by the pain and not by the hour, so you are guaranteed a quality clean. We refer to ourselves as window detailers with a nose-to-glass policy with flexible hours, so let us clear your views and bring light back into your homes again. Please visit our website at ontiverouswindowcleaning.com or send a text or call us at 801-949-0548 for a free estimate. Hi, Lori Lene, licensed massage therapist and owner of Raven's Call Healing Center in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. We offer several different modalities like therapeutic massage, fifth dimensional work with vibrational sound and light, classes and workshops to expand and grow your spiritual awareness, releasing the blocks in the body that no longer serve you so you can live a more vibrant life. Please check us out at ravenscallinc.com or give us a call at 928-202-1179. You get $10 off your first visit. Raven's Call, healing for your soul. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. 
love. <laughs> love is the single most powerful force energy in the universe. It's the stuff we're made of. It's what touches our life. It's what motivates us to keep going forward when we want to give up. It makes us who we are. And it's the energy that hopefully we're putting out into the world. Many of us have been touched by um, loved ones who have crossed over on the other side. They've come back and given us messages of love, connection, letting us know that they are still around us. Yeah, absolutely. I, oh, oh go, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, I know we have we have so many so many stories. stories. Yeah, <laughs> love stories from the other side. Um, when I was I was very upset one night. Uh, I, I might have shared this before, but uh, I was crying in my bed and really missing my mom, who's on the other side. And uh, I woke up and and to this touch on my back where she's rubbing my back, and I didn't know. Her first, I thought it was one of my roommates who had heard me crying and and started rubbing my back to console me. And when I looked over my shoulder, my mom was there consoling me. So they still love us from the other side. They still have love. You know, love doesn't die when a person dies, ever. It uh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, it's interesting. Uh, November twentieth will be the sixth year anniversary of my father's passing, and I always get pretty melancholy this time of year. I start to uh, miss him more than I normally do. And last year I was having a conversation with him and I said, dad, you know, I really just could use a hug. Just Mm -hmm. come back and hug me. And he did. I had a dream about him and we were walking in the forest, which was something that we used to do a lot when he was alive. And at the end of this, path that we were walking on he turned and he gave me this most wonderful hug Mm. and at that moment I woke up but I could still feel my dad's arms around me and I just laid there just you know relishing the feeling of that love around me and it was such a great confirmation that he's really not that far away absolutely yeah I you know it's interesting I mean love is an energy and we we give love and we receive love some people say well how do you how do you believe in what you know as far as uh, spirits? How do you believe in a spirit that you can't see? Well, can you really see love? I mean, you can see it expressed, but the feeling of it and the energy of it is something that y- you can't measure. You can measure it biologically, yes, flutters in the heart and the you know, butterflies in the tummy and things like that. But you can't measure it in terms of what somebody is feeling emotionally, how it, how it comes to be inside. And people can tell me all day long that it's about pheromones or other things. And it, but it's not, this is not the kind of love we're talking about. We're not talking about love that's equated with sexual attraction or anything else. We're talking about the love that goes deeper. That is, that is between, you know, that is within us that is expressed through us from God. That's what I, I really believe that it's immeasurable. Absolutely. Well, we are the essence of God. Mm-hmm. We are that which we are seeking. And love is what God is in all of its forms. If you, you know, God is in nature, which is love. Yeah. You know, God is everywhere in everything. And we are such powerful manifestations of that love. You Absolutely. Know, think about how amazing your body is, how amazing your your personality is, all of the 
the essences of you that you put out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful stuff. It really is. I, I know that I have met many people in my work who have found true love in the most miraculous ways where they could not believe that they met their, their greatest love on the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. How did that happen out of billions of people? These two people are somehow magnetically attracted to each other. And I'm not talking again, not talking about pheromones and other things. I'm talking right. about there's an energetic attraction that they are feeling from the other side of the planet. If, if you've ever looked up at the moon at night, if you're a single person and thought, maybe my love is out there somewhere looking at the same moon right now exactly. as I am. <laughs> and, and somehow you start connecting with that, that person through your visualization, through, your, through the stirrings in your heart, through putting your own energy out into that, uh, that possibility. And, and it magnifies it. It's like making a, ma- making a connection on a telephone or, or plugging a, you know, something into an electrical outlet and suddenly the music plays. But you gotta, you got to take the steps towards it, and it's all energetic, really. Absolutely. Um, we have a caller, uh, area code 928. Hello, you are on the air. Hello, Liz and Summer. This is Blair in Sedona. Hi, Blair. Hi, Blair. Hi. I'd like to refer to last week's guest, Tom Dongo, saying uh, treat all things and people with kindness. It may be our last chance. And then follow up, Ann Albers supported that by saying love to all beings, nice or not, deserving or not, because they are us. As this has to do with love, obviously. Absolutely. First, um, I, I did a little revised grade school chant learned in the early 60s to you two hosts of Until Death Do Us Part. Liz and Summer broadcasting to we, G-U-R-U-I-N-G. First comes love. Men, then no disparage. Then heart and mind joining in marriage. Oh, oh that's beautiful. I love it, Blair. Thank you <laughs> Thank so you. much. Very sweet. Well, this is what I'd, I'd like to do, girls. Um, I'd like to incorporate four of Earth Humanity's spiritual approaches to Tom's saying. The ancient Maya sacred book, Popol Judaism, Hinduism, and Christianity, as it may relate to our current challenges. And this is very brief. I'll just go very quickly. First, yeah. the Popol Vuh. The Popol Vuh. The sacred book of ancient Maya says the heart of heaven blew mist into their eyes, which clouded their sight. Their eyes were covered. Now you go to Isaiah chapter 29, verse 10. For the Lord has poured out on you the spirit of deep sleep and has closed your eyes. Pretty similar, right? Mm -hmm. Well, let's go to the Kali Yuga the Hindu tradition of one of the cycles of consciousness for our human family that we go through. It's also called the dark night of the soul, where there is reduced comprehension while we're in these physical forms during this present cycle. So there, right there is three uh, ancient uh, spiritual practices all agreeing on the same thing. So the idea comes to Matthew 18, chapter 18, about forgiveness. When Peter says to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? And the answer, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. 
Now, sum and live, that's 490 times. So that's pretty cool right there. So I just wanted to uh, share that with you guys this morning. Well, thank you for that, Blair. Yeah, that, 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 that was great. Yeah, that uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And there's just so many there's so many different ways in which we can express love. And you brought up one that I thought was really, you know, key, which is uh, forgiveness. Yeah, forgiveness is a tr- beautiful way to express love, not only to the person that you're forgiving, but to yourself. Because if you forgive someone you are getting yourself off the hook of having to carry around all of that anger and 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 upset and hurt with you for the rest of your life so you're really giving the gift of love to self through through forgiveness so thank you Blair thank yeah, you so what, much yeah that's for, oh I'm sorry no go ahead yeah that's what forgiveness is if you just take the word give for um, give for yourself right there it, It's very easy because it releases A lot of weight on your heart when you give For, forgive, give for You're exactly right, Sam Oh, I got a plug before you guys uh, Go on to the next call You've got to <laughs> see that new movie Last Christmas With the Game of Thrones star Amelia Clark playing a clerk In a year-round Christmas store in London uh, It's really pretty cool And it's a very nice uh, Christmassy type movie I saw it this week Oh, sweet. Oh, fantastic. Thank, Thank, Thank you, you for letting us know. Thanks for spreading the love, baby. Yep. It's all <laughs> about love. Take care, you guys. All right. You too, Blair. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Well, love is a wonderful word. But to me, love is a verb. It mm-hmm. is not a noun. Love requires action. And you hear people talk about putting, uh, paying it forward putting things out there, um, doing kind acts for people. And I took the liberty of Googling the five love languages. There's a book out there that was written by, and I wrote it down someplace. I believe it's Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, Gary Chapman. Um, but in there, he, he cites these five love languages, and he defines them this way. He says, the first one is words of affirmation. Using words to build up the other person. Thanks for taking out the garbage. Thank you for, you know, in our in our house, it's cleaning out the cat box. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but affirming the kind things that uh, your family members do, your friends do, and it it shows appreciation, and appreciation is love. Absolutely. Um, Let's go ahead and take a call right now, and then we'll get back to this. All right. We got a call, uh, call from area code 949. Our, uh, hello, 949. We are on the air. Uh, I'm here. If you, This is a 949. This is Joanne. You Payne. are. Yes, you are. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Good morning to both of you. Um, Thank when you. it comes to this topic, I, I think it's such a marvelous topic. We, Thank we do see love reflected in our lives in so many ways, and I do agree with what you were just saying. It is an, it is an action verb. And I have a, a couple little stories to, to, to share about what I think is the miracle of love. That would um, be beautiful. About, oh, I would say 2012, we were going on, what, seven years now, my former husband passed away, and... He had suffered a traumatic brain injury, and due to some family circumstances, which were quite difficult, there had 
it had been kind of an estrangement with the family before it happened and really hard feelings due to what had happened in our life, which I won't expound on that. But the miracle that came was my daughter had had a a very hard time dealing with what was seeing um, happen to her father. And she was in her uh, late 20s at the time and had been experiencing this throughout her 20s and had not been able to bring herself to really frequent the facility where he was at because obviously he didn't have much mental capacity left and he was bedridden. And it was too emotionally painful to to visit that situation based on our past history. However, I had always I had always prayed very deeply that before he passed away that perhaps my daughter would find it in her to see him one last time that made because he was defying all odds in terms of how he was still being alive. The doctors could not understand why he was still hanging on. And it was just before Christmas in December of 2012, on December 15th, when my daughter looked at me one day when we were spending the day together, and she said, you know what, Mom, um, what are you doing today? And I said, I'm going to go decorate your father's room for Christmas. And she goes, I'll go with you. So we went to the facility that he was at, and she entered the room, and he was sitting at the, the table. And despite his mental condition, he heard her voice and turned around and had the broadest smile on his face you can imagine. And they spent time together even though he couldn't communicate but the very next morning is where the miracle comes in because the very next morning we received a call and they had rushed him to the emergency room and he passed away the next day. Mm-hmm. And to me, the miracle of love was that love between a father and a daughter. She loved her father deeply. He loved her deeply despite what happened. And also the answer to a prayer involving love that these two could see one another and, you know, embrace even though, keep in mind, he was hardly there, but at a soul level, at a love level, he knew that was his little girl. And he was able to say goodbye to her. And there isn't anybody that we love that didn't believe that that's why he didn't pass away sooner. He was waiting to say goodbye to his little girl before he could let go. Absolutely. And I think that is the miracle of love. Because never I, was she able to, no more regret. There was never regret that she didn't see him before he died. He was able to see his baby girl before he transitioned. And I, I just think that, that's a love story. That is a beautiful love that. story. Absolutely. I love think story. that they, uh, you know, it's heart to heart when they were sitting together. I think that's the, I think that's the purest form of communication. I don't, if you've ever done any sort of uh sitting with somebody that you love and just gazing into their eyes and you don't have to say a word and you really get into your heart. And, and there's tremendous uh, things that can come as a result of that uh, sort of communication. You start to go to other levels of communication that it transcends words. It goes into the energetics of it. You might even be able to sense what the person is feeling about life. And mm-hmm. at that given moment, you might be able to see into their past. You might be able to see into their future 
So it is love that transcends time and space. And so what, what your husband and, and, uh, and daughter did together is absolutely incredibly beautiful. Yes. A connection of the heart. Yeah. Absolutely. That's I so agree with that. Yeah. You, you could feel the love there. The, the, as you said, Summer, there was no need for words. Not that he could express words anyway. There was no need for words. Love transcends words and verbiage. It's, it's way beyond that. It, it, is, it was so deep and so poignant and so lovely that I had a hard time holding it together just seeing him with his daughter. It was really a beautiful scene. You could, you could yeah. feel the love there. It was I, I believe that. I believe that. And, and isn't that interesting? You say you, you could feel the love there. Look how beautiful that is that, it, that, that love not only was working for him and for her, but for everybody else who was touched by that. And that love just keeps going out into the world and getting transmitted. And now you're sharing the story. It's getting transmitted to my heart and the people who are listening to the show. And uh, how, how incredibly beautiful that is. And, and I just wanted to share, uh, stay on the line, listener, because I, w- I know you said you had another story, and I think we would like to hear your other story, but I just wanted to share something about that with the uh, how love transcends time and space. I was estranged from my best friend for about eight years, and no communication whatsoever. And uh, and it was a friend, you know, somebody who knew knew the whole family, my mother and my father, everybody. And it was there was a little rift. It was a, it, that happened, and I felt so sad that I had no communication with this person for eight years. I was at home in my home in Sedona and I sent love from my heart to their heart. Uh, And I just visualized it as pink light going from my heart into their heart and just said, I love you. I miss you. I would love to hear from you. I would love to know how you're doing. And then I, the next day I had to go to Colorado So I was in Denver and my mother called me and she said, you'll never guess who I heard from. And it was my friend who I had transmitted that love to the day before. And so we had communication reestablished and it's happily ever after so far. It's beautiful. So absolutely. Yeah. So so what was the other uh, uh, story that you wanted to share share, listener? Well, actually this one has to do with a pet. Um, although summer, I, I would say that if there were more time, I would share a similar story, which I won't now, uh, that had to do with my own son and an estrangement. But I, I think rather than to jump into that for something a, a little more simple, I will share a story about uh, a pet, uh, that I think, uh, love and knowing that we're never alone in that no matter what the circumstances are, each one of us is loved so much, whether we're pet or person. And I have, uh, we, I live together right now at this time in my life with my daughter and son-in-law, and I watch my little grandsons that are, are four and are three and two. And I had brought with me after I left my career to, to move in with them, my own Persian cat. And uh, his name was Pumpkin, but we moved into a household with two other Persian, Persians. Actually, one was a Himalayan and a Persian. Well, we've lived like this for three years, but my my little Pumpkin was an alpha male. And the no matter how much I loved him, he would just keep attacking this other little Persian. I mean, to the point where he would, like, 
go after this cat and the poor little thing would hide because he would literally chew the hair off his neck and finally it reached the time no matter how much we knew it was time to you know give him up for uh, adoption like he couldn't stay it wasn't it just wasn't working and it was breaking my heart we tried everybody to take him nobody would take him finally we found a uh, laid the groundwork. I couldn't pull the trigger on it, a no-kill facility, and it was breaking my heart, but my son-in-law said, okay. Uh, I said, I can't do it. I can't take him in. I, I can't take this cat in, and so my son-in-law said, I'll make the arrangements. I'll do it, and I couldn't even look at my cat before they took him out, but the thing of it was, um, it was, it was pretty fascinating to me because I had just envisioned um, and prayed and envisioned that there'd be somebody there who would, you know, take this cat and, Mm. and, and love this cat. And I had a vision of a woman and a daughter. And I pictured this daughter to be about 10 or 11. And this was in my mind. And I had this, it was as clear as could be. Well, my son-in-law comes home and I, I said, how'd it go? And he said, well, right when we were entering He said there was a lady walking out, and she was there with her daughter, and they asked what what he was doing with the cat, and he goes, well, we're dropping him off. They were looking for a Persian, and they were looking for this white Persian, and mother looked in, loved this cat, and he said, okay, you can can have the cat. So... uh, when when he got back, I was assessing because I said, what happened? And he goes, well, you won't believe it, but someone actually was there and wanted the cat. And I said, what did they look like? And, of course, he described this this mother and this daughter. And I was blown away by that because I thought, see, even if you're a pet and you love a pet, I thought that was like a miracle of love. Like, what was that? That would happen. And, and, and I knew the outcome. You know, I knew the outcome. Yeah, that's. I didn't that's even a, have to wait right, to see if. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty pretty fascinating. Thank you so much. That, yeah, that's a true miracle of love. That's fantastic with the with the animals and and we'll. Uh, yes, we we need to go to a short commercial break, caller. But thank Thanks. you so much for calling and sharing your beautiful stories. Thank you. Very. You're sweet. welcome. Take care. And I'm here with are- Joy Valentine, Sedona Realtor, and a good friend of mine. And uh, Julie has been doing this work in Sedona for a very long time. Julie, tell us about yourself. Thanks, Summer. I'm Julie Valentine, obviously with Sedona Dream Home. And um, I consider myself a real estate consultant versus an agent. And we really take to heart guiding hearts to their homes. It's our whole premise. We allow a lot of space and time for people to really tap into the right home for themselves. If you are selling and you are being guided to a new destination, we have the latest in marketing technologies for you, too. You can find us at SedonaDreamHome.com or 928-202-2394. I am with Realty Wonsville Mountain Desert. Hi, my name is Michelle Wells, and I am the manager, stylist with the excellent team at Bella Luna Hair Salon, located at 3147 North Robert Road, Prescott Valley, Arizona. Our phone number is 928-775-6706. You can also check out our website at www.bellalunahair.com. Hope to see you soon. Have a wonderful day. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. Uh, 
wonderful calls today, great stories of love and how that has shifted and changed lives. Um, And if you have a story to share how love has shifted or changed your life or touched your heart in some way, or maybe you were the miracle for someone else, Mm -hmm. please call us at 516-666-9881. We were talking about the five love languages. The next, the second language of love is gifts. And we all like to get presents, and we're heading into (laughs) the holiday season, and I'm sure people are making their lists and checking them twice. But I, I, and I love to give gifts. I love to give gifts to people. But I have a, I want to have a, a, have a story. I can't talk. I have a story, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. I have a story I want to share. Uh, Back when I was in my um, early 30s, I was going through a divorce and I had a friend who just, she just had a way of lifting you up, just Mm -hmm. had a way of making you feel better. And she called me up and she said, I have two tickets to go to the ice capades. I want you to go with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, Oh, I would love to do that. But there was no way at that time in my life I could afford a ticket to the ice capades. And she says, no, no, this is my gift. (laughs) And she took me out to dinner, and she took me to the ice capades, and it really just bolstered my spirit so much. And I felt so loved by this person that they would take the time to spend an evening with me. Mm-hmm. So it was a beautiful gift. And I'm sure that you have similar stories like that. Oh, my gosh. That, you know, so many times people tend to show up at the right time, right place, and all of that to uplift just in the nick of time the right phone call comes in when you're crying or you're upset. A lot of times we don't heed that. We won't answer the phone if we're crying and upset, but you might want to try it because you might find that exactly the person who's there, you know, to console you through something very difficult. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful chronicity if you want to say that, or it's really God speaking to your heart. Oh, you know, and talking about animals. Oh my goodness. Cause our last caller was talking about her pet. I had the most remarkable thing happen many years ago. My cat, uh, Alex, Alley Cat, my Alley Cat, I used to call him, he, he got out and he was just determined to get outside. And so he got out and he disappeared for three weeks. And I was devastated. I mean, this cat was my heart and soul. He disappeared for three weeks and I put flyers all over the place for him asking, you know, if anybody in the neighborhood saw him or whatever. And after three weeks, I, I guess I just gave up. I thought, well, it's clearly he's either been taken by the coyotes or something's uh, happened. something else has yeah. happened to him. So I went around the neighborhood and I took all the flyers down except for one because it had started raining so hard. I thought, well, I'll get that one because it was up on a hill. And I thought, I'll get that tomorrow. I don't want to go out with the uh, you know, lightning and stuff. So I left it there and I thought that's just going to be a mess because it's, it's uh, inkjet print, printing ink and it's going to be all smeared and everything. And I, I went home, it was about nine o'clock at night and I stood, I was talking to my friend, uh, Lorena, and I said, I'm, I'm just devastated. Alex is gone. He'll never come back. You know, I, I just can't handle not knowing what happened to him. She said, some, she said, manifest him back. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, oh, come on, you know what to do. And I thought I do. Well, so I hung up with her and I just stood in the middle of my living room and I said, dear God, I want, 
I want Alex to come home. I miss him so much. I said, this is not acceptable to me. I want my baby to come home. And the phone rang. And I thought, oh, just figures. You know, here I'm trying to pray. <laughs> and then the freaking phone rings. And, and oh, my gosh, you know. And I was upset. And I'm like, okay, here, I'll do it again. Dear, dear God. So I said it again. And then I checked the phone message. And it was a woman at a resort in Sedona calling me because she saw that one flyer that I did not take down as she got home. And she called me and said, I think I know where your cat is. He's, li- he's living at the resort. <laughs> and, and a little girl that day had, who was staying at the resort with her parents had brought my cat, Allie, in, in, in to the office and said, uh, can, can you call the Humane Society? This is a cat that's lost. And they said, oh, honey, we can't do anything with that kitty. And so she put him back outside. So I, I didn't go that night for some reason. I went the next morning. And I went to the resort, and he practically almost ran in front of my car to say, I'm here. And I got my kitty back. Um, I manifested him back. Thank you, God. Love in action. Your love, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and he felt that call. Mm-hmm. He felt that call of love. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely did. Yeah, animals, animals are really great that way. Mm-hmm. They really are. Yep, no question about it. Well, and, you know, that brings us to the, the third language of love, um, acts of service. Mm. You know, that was really an act of service for that little girl to try to find Alex's home. Yeah. And, and get yeah. him back to where he belonged. And for the woman to call me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But we, acts of service are, that's probably my language of love is acts of service. I I mm-hmm. love uh, when people are willing to do things for me that I need to have done mm-hmm. uh, without expectation, without looking for something in return. Yeah. And, you know, we do that all the time in our everyday lives. You know, we cook meals for our family. We do their laundry. We're, you know, my husband, bless his heart, cleans up all the leaves in the yard, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But these are acts of service. They're acts of love. Yeah. And, you know, we we pay it forward. You know, we're always, one of my favorite things to do is to, uh, you know, buy a cup of coffee for the person behind me in line at the Starbucks. So, you know. Yeah, doing something unexpected or, uh, you know, sometimes I've, I've actually been hiking and I, I drop, I, something drops out of my pocket, like some change or something like that. And I just look and I go, I wish the person who comes behind me a great change in their life. And because yeah. and I, I know they're going to be thrilled. They're going to find a quarter. And that's going <laughs> to feel like a million dollars to them because it's, so, it, it's just so special. I found a quarter on the trail today. Yay. Okay. One of my favorite things is to find, you know, money in a pocket that mm-hmm. of a coat or something, a pair of pants that I haven't worn for a while. Absolutely. I mean, love, love is an love is an absolute lifesaver. Uh, it's because that's what we are. That's how we fill up our cup, so it can run us over to others. Mm-hmm. Is to fill it up with love and to give love and give it graciously and without expectations, without uh, and giving giving unconditional love to people mm-hmm. without any expectation of anything in return. I give a gift, I don't expect anything in return. I loan money, I don't expect it to come back to me. If exactly. it does, that's a great, that's a bonus, you know, great. Oh, that's sweet. But, but if I give, I give because it makes me feel good. Yes. And, um, and one time when my daughter Bobby was about seven and I was in a very, very dark space in my life and I was, I didn't want to, I did not want to live anymore. 
and I had my, I was just out of a, a marriage and, and I had my two daughters and I was just overwhelmed by everything that was happening. And all of a sudden I just was sitting in a chair and I thought, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I started to feel like I was disappearing, like literally going to leave my body. I just didn't want to be on the earth anymore. And I started to, everything got really fuzzy and I just felt like I was moving back away from my body. And I know that back in the Vietnam war, there were, and other wars, there have been soldiers who actually just willed themselves to die. And I was sitting there and all of a sudden my daughter comes running up to me and says in my ear, just whispers, she says, I love you, mommy. And it snapped me right back and she ran off to play right in that moment. And she came straight up to my ear. Wow. It was incredible. So yeah, love is a, is a lifesaver. Well, and it definitely holds people here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All the years that I worked in uh, hospice. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people would not leave. They would not die because their family members were there loving them. Mm Mm-hmm holding yeah. their hands, telling them how much they love them. And even though they would give them permission to go, they would still linger. Oh, yeah. And oftentimes that's why people die when the minute you leave the hospital. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many of you have gotten home and they call and they say, oh, they just passed. It's right. because your love held them here. Yeah, and they they needed to go, but they didn't want to go while you were standing there with them. That that happened when my mom was uh, in a kind of a coma, and and my daughter and I were sitting with her, and and I was laying next to my mom. My daughter's holding her feet, and and then we looked at each other like we need to stop. We need to let this poor woman go. She was ready. My mom was ready to go, but we weren't, and so we said, okay, it's time for her to go. Yeah. And when we got up, that's when it all started happening. And she didn't, you know, we were with her when she, when she finally passed, but finally she was free to, to surrender into her transition experience. Yeah. The love wasn't holding her yeah. in that way anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, the, the, uh, the fourth language of love is quality time, giving your spouse, your friends, your child, your undivided attention. How many of us take time out of our daily lives to just spend a moment with the people that we love? Mm-hmm. You know, five minutes, five minutes, to, you know, can you put your phone down? Can you put your iPad down? Can you, mm-hmm. you know, turn the computer off long enough to just connect Yeah. and to spend some quality time? And I'm probably as guilty of that as anyone. Because I, I love to play games on my iPad. I'm addicted. But <laughs> but it really is about connection. Yeah. Love is about connection. It's it's what connects us, like you said earlier, to spirit. It connects us to each other. Yeah. And it has the ability to breach all the barriers, border, borders, and boundaries. Yeah, absolutely it does. And, and uh, it's interesting, though. A lot of people think that, okay, well, I have to get off my phone so I can be with my family and do this. And it's like, but it really is the sort of thing that you, you really need to do it for you. I, 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 I don't, I'm not on my phone a lot of times, and I'm not on my, my iPad a lot. I used to play games addictively, and, and it's fun. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But there's a balance, and 
I realized that I was feeling more distant and more separate from the world and more, more separate from people I love and my friends, more isolated. And I think that's really happening on the earth right now. We're more isolated because we're, we're buying and purchasing things online and we're not bumping into people at the mall and, hey, I, so good to see you, I, and, you know, whatever it might be. And, uh, and so, I mean, I think that it's a matter of loving people and reaching out to people and connecting with them is something we do for ourselves. I love to have a party because I love that connection with people. I love to feed people. I love to enjoy conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have expectations about what kind of, ex- what kind of conversation it's supposed to be. I just want to see life in action and, and love in action with, with my friends and family. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's rich experience. Yeah. Yeah. And relationships take, it takes effort yes. in any relationship. If you're going to develop a relationship with God, if you're going to develop a relationship with spirit, if you want to develop a relationship with your dearly departed loved ones, because I've heard this for 25 years, people saying, I, I, I pray and I pray and I pray that I'll have, that my mom will contact me from the other side, but nothing happens. And I, I ask and I beg and I plead that something's going to happen. But it's really not so much that it's a passive process where you sit and wait for that, that being from the other side to connect with you. You have to reach out into the ethers with love and look for them. Go actively looking into, even just staring into the what you think is empty space in a room and look for them. Look for them with your heart, with your eyes closed. Where are you, mom? What do you feel like? What is your life like? And you might actually feel changes in your physical body that will give you signposts that say, oh, my mom's feeling really good. I can feel her there. I can, it feels just like my mom. And you'll know. Nobody else would, would know except you, but you'll know the truth of what you feel. And also you might see visions or you might, and, and uh, of your mom and what she's doing. Like, well, oh my gosh, she's still washing dishes. She loved washing dishes. <laughs> and, and it's true. They, you can still be washing dishes on the other side if that's what you loved doing on the earth. And so you trust these little signposts and you develop this language of the heart, yes. which is where we communicate with spirit. And that's where we communicate with God. That's where the miracles really happen is when we let go of the language of the mind and we fall into the language of the heart and, right. and communicate from there. Right. So all again, it's all, as far as I'm concerned, all about energetics. Absolutely. The, and love is energy, mm-hmm. you know, and that connection that we have with our family, even if they're on the other side, doesn't end. Yeah. It does not end. And that's, you know, that's why I was able to connect with my dad. That's why I got a hug. Mm-hmm. You know, dad, I love you. I miss you. Yeah. I need a hug. Through your yearning that you put it out there. It wasn't, it wasn't a passive like, oh, dad, I miss you. I wish you would give me a hug. It's more like, I miss you. I want a hug. Exactly. You're, you're demanding it. It's like there's a whole different energy behind it when you're feeling this passion. Oh, yeah. And you're really, really pushing yourself to connect and, and, and drawing them out as well. Absolutely. But, and that takes us to the fifth language of love, hmm. which is physical touch, holding hands, hugging, kissing, sex, all the expressions of love that we enjoy mm-hmm. in human form and in spirit form. Right. You know, it's the language permeates every level. Yep. Every vibration, every dimension is love. Yeah, that is so true. I get worried that sometimes in our in our society we're we're there's we're pushing each other away physically and we're losing touch with what 
what proper and, and good touch means and how nurturing it can be, um, whether it's, you know, uh, and it doesn't have to be, a, it's not a sexual relationship or a love relationship, but it's just like, like Liz and I are friends. We're not lovers. We're friends. You know, she's married. <laughs> I, it's, it's all good. But, but one day my neck was hurting and she said, she said, Oh, well, let me give you a neck massage. And and it was just like the most beautiful gift out of the blue that I could possibly have gotten. And I was so, so thrilled by that, you know, and, and I surrendered to, to having that. Cause it's like, Oh no, you don't have to do that. And you always want to go into that. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'll be all right. Blah, blah, blah. But I, but it really, really felt, it felt wonderful. And when, when, uh, again, my daughter, uh, Bobby was, uh, very little. One of the things that we connected over was I would brush her hair. And to this day, she will, and she's going to be 30, I think, next year. I hope I'm right about that, honey, if you're listening. <laughs> and, uh, but I, she, she, to this day, when I'm visiting her, sometime along the way, I'll be sitting on the couch and she'll come up and she'll sit in front of me. I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. And she's a lot taller than I am. And so she's sitting there in front of me and I'm like, my baby. And she, and she just quietly hands me a hairbrush. And that's just a signal of that's, that's our signal of love is a hairbrush. Mm-hmm. And I love it so much. It's just like the most touching thing in the world. Yeah, oh, it's such a sweet connection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Such a sweet connection. Yeah. Well, you know, touch is, again, one of the five languages, but there's a story I wanted to share with you about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a woman in Brazil. And her daughter was born with uh, feet that turned inward. Mm. And she lived in a third world country and there was no medical treatment available for this child. And this mother was devastated. And the child was not able to walk. child was not able to walk. And so one night this mother, as her child lay sleeping, she put her hands on her ankles And she wept and she prayed and she told God how much she loved her little girl and how much she wanted her to be able to walk. Wow. And the next morning, this little girl came walking out of her bedroom. And I want to emphasize walking out of her bedroom. Mm. Look, mommy, my feet are straight. Wow. And the power of love is what heals us. Hmm. You know, all of the energy workers in the world are When they lay their hands on you and they're praying over you, it is the love of God that is pouring through them that's doing the healing. Yeah. It's that touch, that divine touch of love. There's nothing more powerful. Yeah. You know, this and it's so true because I sometimes tell my students to just stop for a moment and think about a moment where you felt real love in your life. And no matter what mood you're in right now, just feel it. A a moment, go back in time to a place where you really felt truly in love with someone, something, maybe it was a cat. And cats are fantastic because they don't resist touch at all. (laughs) My kitties don't anyway. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, massage my neck. Go ahead. (laughs) But if you feel that and go back to that place, you can actually recreate that energetically within you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you can pull yourself out of a deep state of depression just by remembering a moment where you felt love. And it's like it's like the depression and the love cannot coexist in one space. 
So there's really good reasons for loving and for giving love and for being willing to receive love too, because sometimes people want to give love and we reject it because we're so programmed a lot of times to say, oh no, that's okay. I can move the 200 pound, you know, couch myself. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And, and, and I don't need your help. And, but what that is, is it's sort of a rejection of the love that somebody's offering. Absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. My friend Brenda used to tell me when, when she would say to me, uh, I want to give this to you. And I'd say, oh no, that's okay. And she said, would you stop stealing my joy? Stop, stop preventing wow. me from loving you. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, it was. But that's what it is, mm-hmm. is we are pushing love away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we do have a caller, uh, area code 218. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> Dr. Peebles. because we have all the shows archived so you can uh, you can actually play the show online to your classes and and when you work where or for whom I work at the Department of Corrections so I probably won't be okay. able to get to your uh, <laughs> and play it we were blocked from any uh um using anything from the internet uh, or anything like that uh, okay okay yeah all right no I know you're a great yeah. teacher of love so, so I love you have your stories especially your last one about the uh, the the lady with the ankles, because I was born almost in a situation like that with my feet were bent up. But my mother, every day, worked my feet back down so that I could walk when I was an infant. Oh, wow. Wow. That's beautiful. That is so sweet. Oh, my gosh. It covers a couple of your different five things. I love your five categories, so I've been writing your stuff down. I was going to call for the best, and I just wanted to wait and listen to what you were talking to, because it's so fantastic. I mean, they have the categories you have. Um, I often get to go through and talk with them about the power of love. And um, I end up putting it in scientific terms so that they understand it, because nowadays we kind of use more scientific terms than our things, where uh, love vibrates at 600 hertz, where even the strongest anger is only 150 hertz. And so I, and I talk to them, and I give them exercises to, to help them realize they can direct the energy and the love. And when they start doing it, it, it freaks a few of the inmates out <laughs> when they first start doing that. But I think they uh, once they get it, you know, they've had great success, and they start to really change their lives around. And uh, it's wow. the key component, that you, a lot of that stuff. So, Would you be willing to share one of those exercises that you give to them? That I give to the students? Yeah. Uh, usually, me. yeah. Um, one of the times, a lot of times, well, where I work at the, um, it's uh, called Challenge Incarceration Program. And the guys come in there, it's like a mini boot camp. And they do a lot of physical exercises. And guys will come in and they'll have uh, physical problems and stuff like that. I said, you know, when usually when people have problems or, or there's some pain or something like that, they're like, ouch, ouch, you know, and they're sending that negative type of energy to the area that they want to go to. I said, what you want to do is you want to send a positive energy to that area. So it's kind of thank you, I don't know, I love you type of response and send that to the energy. I said, yes. And we talk about focusing and concentrating. And like you were talking about earlier, feeling the love in the heart and then putting that towards that spot, wherever it is it hurts, and sending it to it and telling you love it and thank you for, you know, you know, 
alerting you that, that there's some kind of a problem there, but you're sending love to repair it and stuff like that. And they, they uh, usually come back and go, wow, that worked. Um, and then, then they, in education, that's kind of like the, the thing we use to hook somebody in because once they get something like that where it works, then they want to know more. <laughs> right, right. And then they can transcend from the, the scientific stuff to the, to the deep spiritual uh, understanding of how that works. It's interesting you bring that up uh, because – Right before the show, I, I was having this terrible pain in my eye, you know, and I was like saying to Liz, oh, man, this just really hurts. It really, really is starting to hurt. And uh, we've had some uh, controlled burns here in Sedona and things like that. And I thought perhaps it was something like from the controlled burns or whatever. And it's really smoky. But um, but I love what you said about getting that focus in the heart and sending that love to the area that's in pain because that can be really hard to do when you're in pain. Yes. But I guess yes. I, yeah, it, it's the biggest problem that people have when they have health problems that gets your attention. It captures your attention. And usually that pain makes you hurt. And we, we want to be negative. We want to, ah, we hurt and all those things. And it's almost, right. you got to flip that. So it's, it's wow. that choice. You got to choose to flip that. And so part of the whole program that I go through with them is like learning how to focus, how to concentrate, how to feel love in their heart. And, and, so many of them, especially incarcerated guys, all the love that they've experienced has been kind of superficial things, you know, outside of them. And right. loving in the heart, foreign thing. So to get to that point, and I, like you had said earlier in the show, you have to think of something that you love, uh, whether it's an, a pet, an animal, a girlfriend, a mom, whatever it is. And then I said, okay, you got that feeling? Try and hold it. And so yeah, then yeah. Trying to hold now you got to aim that because we're all creators. That's why we're kind of here. We're many creators. You know, it's just like you were created in the creator's image. Well, you had the ability to create. So now Absolutely. you're going to be able to direct the energy. And the energy direction that you can do is you're going to send love to this thing, which love is the glue that holds the universe together. And that's going to heal whatever it is you're looking at. So, Beautiful. That is a very, that's very sweet and what a great teaching. And thank you for sharing that with our listening audience. Uh, we do need to go to a short commercial break. And thank you so much, Dr. Peebles, for calling in and sharing your story. Well, thank you for having this program. It's great. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Deborah Burton, and I live in Sedona, Arizona. I sell crystals and crystal pendants, crystal beings for lightworkers. I specialize in white satin spar selenite, angel crystals, and rare crystals of many kinds. I have lots of treasures, and I offer them for very reasonable prices. My website is metaphysicalrealm1.com. The one is a number one, and that is metaphysicalrealm1.com. Thank you for listening. Hey there, this is Jamie Clark. And this is Maggie Norton. We are the hosts of the podcast Psychic Evolution. We are going to teach you how to develop your psychic abilities, mediumship abilities to empower, heal, and love yourself and life. Find your unique soul print of consciousness for self-discovery and realization. Visit PsychicEvolution.net and Anchor.fm forward slash Psychic Evolution. It's all about the love, so join the evolution. Psychic Evolution. Hi, I'm Dave Maroff, Transformational Life Coach and Spiritual Counselor. Are you feeling stuck? Can't find your way? Have the questions but can't find the answers? Life Coaching can help you move forward from where you are in your life to where you want to be. 
So give me a call at 928-642-8443 to schedule an appointment today or visit my website at www.daveheartom.com. I'm here to help you. Have a wonderful day. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. And uh, I just wanted to clarify one thing about, uh, and, and Dr. Peebles was fantastic. That was really fun, uh, yes. fun conversation. Uh, but the, the five love languages are not our, our uh, love languages. These were created by Gary Chapman, and, uh, and you can go online and find his books online. Yes, yes. Regarding um, this, and he's got a beautiful website. I believe it's fivelovelanguages.com. Yes, I believe you're correct. Mm-hmm. But we'll just recap those really quickly for you. Um, the first one is words of affirmation. The second one is gifts. The third one, acts of service. The fourth one, quality time. And the fifth one is physical touch. And all of these are the languages of love. But the greatest language of love is what comes through your own heart and how you are expressing your own divine light out into the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give it a whirl. <laughs> I know you guys are. If you're listening to this show, you're, you're no, no doubt connected and uh, sharing love in the world and looking for other ways to share it uh, in the world. Yes. Anything, anything that, that you can do to make somebody's day a little brighter, whether it's picking up something that you see that they've dropped and handing it to them or just telling them that they have, they look pretty today mm-hmm. and you don't even know them, a total stranger. You look so pretty in that shirt. Yes. A kind word, a yeah. smile, you yeah. know, anything. Um, yeah. Anything that you can do to lift someone's spirits is an act of love. Yep. It's an act of kindness and you are definitely putting the uh, love of God out into the world. With those simple acts. Yeah, I've even gone so far as to tuck in somebody's tag sticking out of their shirt because I knew, <laughs> I knew that this would be devastating to them if anybody found out. And I'm like, excuse me, I, can I just tuck that in for you? And I'm like, oh, thank you so much because that would have been the worst thing that would have happened in their day. Yes. yes. <laughs> hey, you just never know what somebody's <laughs> sorrow is going to be. <laughs> and you can uplift through love always. Always. Absolutely. It is all about love and it is all about sharing the love that we are. Absolutely. And uh, we want you to please tune in next week on Friday, 22nd of November at 12 o'clock noon Arizona time. Uh, You can find all of our broadcasts on Blog Talk Radio and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Tell your friends. Post about us on, so, on your social media. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We are looking forward to hearing from you. And thank, thank you for letting, letting us know who you are. Love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs>